Hello and welcome back, everybody, to the D-Hoop University podcast. This is your host, Daryl Harris, also known as D-Hoopster. Boy, did it feel good to do that. If you can't tell, I have missed potting greatly. And in this time off, I realized that, you know what? It's a new year. It's a new vibe. I think it's time for a new season. And that's what this is. Season 2, D-Hoop University. Back better than ever, honestly, folks. And looking forward to it. A lot to catch up on. So what I had to do was, this welcome back shindig is going to be broken up over a couple of parts. What you're getting first is what you're used to. Casual diehards, back at it again, here to talk some hoops and some football. Without further ado, Big Jace, turn me up. But enough about me. Uh, no, I was just thinking about those songs too. That's so funny. But enough about me. Now we go to dinner and they talk about sharing the cost. Ooh, let me tell you about my brother though, man. Man. Back, yeah. at Back at it, dude. It's been too long. It's been too long. Seriously. It is that time. It is brother. that time. It is go time. That October sky is looking ominous. Ooh. Money is autonomous. Ooh. Shout out to Oliver North. He out there doing Chicago. Yes, sir. Dude. I'm in and out of Houston hobby so much. I'm a hobbyist. This is the DS2 stretch we're about to hit. Yeah. This is one track off of DS2. This is like know the meat. Yeah. Like brown paper bag. We getting back to the paper. Getting back to the yo, everything I did it was premeditated. It's premeditated, one hundred percent. I feel like it's a fellow creatives can all relate that for one, timing is everything. And you know when the it's time to strike. And then you know when it's like I could and I should and I want to but it's feeling forced or it's not feeling like it's time. Yeah. Yeah. You can't force it. You definitely can't force it sometimes. And I think there's just, there's been a lot going on too. Like just like with both of our, like lives, you know what I mean? It's kind of hard to fit, fit things in when there's just so much transition and uncertainty and whatnot. So. Yeah, man. And this is something that we've emphasized from the jump that, this thing is a passion project and it's real life mixed in with it that you know personally speaking podcasting is uh man it's a joy it's a release it's a hobby but a passion that i'm pursuing and the one thing that i didn't want to be because I've launched pause before, been a part of been a part of different platforms and everything. And as podcasting blew up in popularity, I was like, man, I'm not gonna be that person that has a platform that has a pod that has like a, you know, three month stretch, four yeah. month stretch, and then you don't hear from them again. Yeah. Throughout what we can now refer to as season one. Yeah. Uh, 
that was definitely like, folks, we're not going anywhere. We're here. We're, we're here. here. We 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 won the first round of the NCAA tournament. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we we got we had Arkansas that was the three seed. We took care of them no problem. You know what I mean? We took care of them no problem. We got you know they they kind of they kind of worked us on the seeding like seeding Saturday didn't necessarily go our way. We drew like the eight. You know what yeah. I mean? We we, we, <laughs> so we like round good. one we had a test. It was a dogfight, but we were ready. They 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 played they played with our emotions on the Saturday. We we were there Monday morning, ready to go. Yeah, no, man. This is uh welcome everybody to season two of the D Hoop University podcast. Season two is something that happened completely organically, like Shiv alluded to. Um, last you guys heard from us was November first, I believe. Wow. And yeah didn't necessarily think we were stopping the buck there but that was episode 47 or 48 wow, and i yeah. said i'm not just flossing over episode 50 yeah like yeah. episode 50 will be a shindig there there will be you know there will be people there will be there'll, there'll be uh hors d'oeuvres yes you there will I mean? be accommodations uh, all, of all you know sorts you know we're going to do that up. We're going to be dressed to the nines. Yeah, yeah. We're we're for, dressed for, up. for the big fifty. We scheduled the cut earlier in the day for, for right. The, you know. All of that, all of that. So, I was just like, let's give this a you know, let me let it breathe because, like you, like I said, plenty going on. Yeah. If you, if you're watching this, when if you do, I actually, you may or may not see this the visual component, but change locations, new scenery. New schedule, new yep. shift, new year. <laughs> new year, yeah. The holidays. Ever heard of it? Um, yeah. And y'all know I got a little one. Man's was busy, man. Like December is a fast, busy ass month. Yeah. And yeah, now nah, I had to let it do what it had to do. And it's tough where we're at because as casual diehards of a variety of things, this is like gumbo season. You got NFL playoffs. You got NBA starting to hit stride. I got wrestling and WrestleMania I'm trying to pay attention to. You got college basketball trying to get your attention, which I'm sorry I don't have time. Yeah. You have college football. You got bowl season. I'm a freaking Rebel fan all of a sudden. <laughs> like, that's not, a, that's not everything either. But like yeah. in the mix of all that, then you on top of that, you have the holidays. You have your family. You have all this and that too. So it's like, okay. Enough about me. Let me let all this breathe. Let me, you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder. No, it does. That it does. That it does. And if you know, you know. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know. So I hope you guys missed us. We didn't really leave, but we're back. Ain't really leave, but I'm back. You did. And as far as what you can expect in season two. As of the next couple episodes, at the least, you can expect a full visual component accompanying the pod on our YouTube page. You can continue to expect this on your major platforms that you're already listening to podcasts on, be that Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, 
Amazon, you name it. You're going to expect to see us popping up on your feed weekly. You can find and it. you can expect some more guests. You can expect yeah. familiar faces. I know Isaiah wants to say some bull jive about the Miami Heat. Oh, I'll we, give him his his. I'll we'll give him, him, we'll give him his, his his time. Yep. We're gonna get you know my pops on here. Yeah, he might make a surprise appearance on this episode, folks. We were doing this live, real time. Yeah. It's he might call, me, but he knows that his presence is requested. It is, and 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 more. Season one launched at the initial play in tournament game. And me and you hit a stride, shit, like a yeah. hell of a stride. Yeah, we did. We did. And it'll be here again in no time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, time just flies faster with each year. Every year we get older, I feel like the year goes by just like, I don't know how much faster, but it feels like it goes by just a little bit more faster. So like from now until what, like April, May? That might be season three. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Who knows? <laughs> but it's around the corner. It's around the corner. Let's see, man. I done shout out a couple of these already, but I got some shout outs off the top. And then we're going to get started because we got some breaking news today. Yeah. But this is the day that the Lord has made. And he gave us some spanking new news to talk about in the world of basketball. So that's coming. Stay tuned. Shout outs first because we're going to do this orderly. This is order in the, in the classroom and in the, in the and first, uh, let me give a shout out to Bash. I already did. This, yeah. this fool is two and a half. He's shout more than two and a half now. Exactly. His birthday is July 1st. So, not Bash. They're not terrible, but when he has his moments, I'm reminded, oh, that's why they call these terrible twos. That's right. Yeah. He is in the midst of them. Midst of them. This I dude bet. is the conversations. I, swear, I kid you not. The conversations I have with this kid. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I gotta see him it's been so long bro since i've seen him i think i came when he was like what he was like just about one he wasn't one yet he was like five. Yeah. he was, he was uh, about to turn one like yeah nine months yeah 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 i came i came uh in march this is back when i was living in la i think yeah it was yeah it was yeah. like it was like, it was like yeah, yeah nine months yeah yeah, yeah. oh man no, that's legit crazy. dude um <laughs> that's crazy craziness bro yeah such a little dude already it's I nuts know. like i told him we're going shopping for new shoes this weekend he's like let's go today <laughs> like what do you what do you got going on that's crazy dude why that's... are you taking me to school i don't want to see my friends yeah. I, this is what he says that let's go to starbucks nah. that's what he says that's crazy no, that go to target that bashy you can't go to target every day <laughs> That's nuts, dude. That's crazy. That's pretty crazy. It's nuts, bro. It's that nuts. Is, Over is, halfway to three is nuts. I that's can't so believe. fast. Like that feels. It feels like he was just born like the other day. I'm not even joking. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Your your word is bond. <laughs> shout out to mom. Shout out to bro. Yep. Shout out to my sister. Shout out to pop. Shout out to all the fam. Uh, shout out to a little. A little special someone. Shout out to her. Yeah. And shout out to the bros. We had a Founders Day. Mm-hmm. Just came and went. There we go. 1914. Royal Blue. Pure White. The Five Beta Sigma Attorney Incorporated. Shout out to the bros. Shout out to the gang. 
that about does it for me, man. Outside of that, shout out to all my coworkers, all my folks. We we getting it. Definitely still getting it. We yeah. went from the night show to the morning show. We're there we go. Riser now. I love it. I love to hear that. You know we what love, I mean? We we love the new beginnings. You, you take you take the cards, you look at the deck, pick one up, then you, you make go from there. And you go from there. Exactly. Exactly. Any uh what you got for us, Shiv? Let me let I'm you know. a, I'm a let shout you out. Then we'll get into it. I'm a shout out Jordan Love and CJ Stroud. They're not both rookies, but first year quarterbacks. We are in we are officially in the transitory period of the NFL where it's out with the old and in with the new. Kind of like when, you know, it started with like Breeze retiring. And now it's kind of like, you know, you, you you see the down years from Mahomes. You see the down year from Kelsey. You see the down year from Josh Allen. You know, it, it's it, we're ushering in a new time of, of quarterback. Prescott was the elder statesman of yeah. the NFL this year, of quarterback yeah. position. And, and he got worked. If I remember when that, Dak was at Ole Miss. Yeah. Yeah, literally. I remember when Dak was, like, being considered for a Heisman Trophy. Like when he was backing up Tony. They 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 beat Alabama that year, didn't they? I think they beat Alabama that year. I want to say they did. Someone fact-checked me. Um, so I'm gonna shout out those two. Keep doing your thing. Um, and then who else am I gonna shout out? Honestly, I think that's it. Oh, we'll shout out new beginnings. It's a new year, new, new emotions, new circumstances, new situations, and we're uh, we're all just trying our best to make the most of it, capitalize on it. One hundred percent. That thing that you are stewing on, chewing on, hoping, wishing for, just know you are already in the midst of bringing it to fruition. Yep, one hundred percent. Keep at it. Keep at 100%. it. You know, Rome wasn't built overnight. Got to chop wood, folks. One hundred percent. So real. Where you want to go, bro? You want to go hoops or you want to go football? Because let me introduce a segment. This is seven somethings. Okay. Seven somethings I felt like was a great way to get back to it. And we're not going to spend a half hour on everything by any means. But we're going to let some of these topics breathe. Some of them will be quick hitters. Mm -hmm. All seven aren't even happening with just Shiv and myself. But we're going to knock out about four of these guys. It's kind of like a variety pack. You know, it's not a six pack. But it's the seven somethings. No, the ones that we're going to hit, but but where do you want to start first? Because we could go about NFL playoffs with the weekend slate ahead of us. Yeah. Or we could talk about the news in the NBA. We can, go, we, we can start with the news. I feel like that's like the hot, the hot topic right now. Right? Pascal getting traded to Indy. Finally, Pascal gets traded after being in like trade rumors for like 80 million years. Pascal finally gets traded in the big trade and it's to Indiana. And you know what, man? I was pretty confident in the fact that as far as my Indiana Pacers commentary, it was going to be a tad bit dismissive. Yeah. Just a tad because the, the world is coming on to the Pacers or the NBA world at least. Yeah. And they're averaging 130 points a game. They're the number one rated offense. Their betting totals are through the roof and they're hitting the over still. I had to make my brother a believer. <laughs> um, and, you know, they're sort of a darling. Halliburton, he, he's arrived. Yeah. Shout out to Chuck. I'll always give him his credit back on the half-court trap. That was a prospect that he believed in fully. 
Um, but I was going to say, I'm with it, you guys. This isn't basketball that's meant for April and May. Sorry. They're, they're a first round or a second round exit waiting to happen. But they're getting there. Yeah. Now, yeah. got to talk about them a little bit different because we kind of had a knee-jerk reaction at the beginning of the season talking about best duos, Dame, Giannis, before they ever touched the court. Yeah. Now we're going to do that. This isn't on the same caliber. It's just terms of star power, duo, talking about Pascal and Tyrese. But Pascal does have a ring. He is a multi-time all-star. And he's actually a borderline perfect player for, for the like way Tyrese. that they play. Like Siakam, he's a small ball, you know, big. Yeah. But he's got versatility defensively. That's what they needed badly. Yeah. They needed to stop, you know, throwing guys out there that were six eight, six nine that couldn't, you know, hold up on the defensive end. Like Miles Turner can only do so much. Right. And now you've got a, you know, real high IQ defender out there. But Pascal's offensive bag. It's just like it's like he's a MMA fighter who's just well versed. It's like what you want to do, bro. You want to trade? You want to grapple? You want a standing clinch? You know what I mean? You want to play slow? You want to just bang it out? Pascal's like, like Pascal's an older player in the in, in a league that is now like incredibly young. First of all, like the league is super young these days, but he's he's old. He's like twenty nine, right? And I don't want to say he's hit thirty. Yeah, he's, I, I think he's 29. I looked it up earlier. He's he's 29. He's in the last year of his deal. So Indy probably is assuming they have the best chance of re-signing him. He is eligible for the Jalen Brown contract, um, which is concerning if you're Indiana because, yeah, you know, one, like one, this is a great move because now you are competitive postseason-wise. Like you're not going to get walked over in a series by a Milwaukee or by uh, Miami, just because you don't have guys who haven't been there before. Pascal's been there. He knows what it takes. He's two-way. You know, gives you the rebounding, gives you the ability to stretch the floor a little bit. You can go small. You can run big. He's kind of positionless. So if you're a player like Halliburton, you love that. Um, but my biggest, you know, I, I it, this doesn't move the needle for them in any real tangible way. Like, I don't think now that they traded for Pascal, all of a sudden – I need to take Indy seriously as a, you know, potential finals run or conference finals threat. Um, they still have ways to go, you know. I think, I think so, bro. Maybe, I so. maybe. I, I, I don't want to, you know, it's it's early, but at the end of the day, you, you have Miami lurking. Orlando is still very talented. You have Milwaukee, who's going to make their run. You have Boston, who are the big dogs. Um, you know, the Knicks. No, it's crowded. It's crowded in the East, which is one of the reasons why I was saying I was going to confidently sort of, put water on the flames for the indie hype yeah. bandwagon yeah. because I was like, yeah, but you're not stopping. You're not playing playoff ball with these guys and advancing just yet. Right. Remember I was like, there's a, you know, multiple appearance analogy that I think that it takes, it requires, you don't just strike gold your first run as right. a unit in the right. postseason. Definitely not. But I could see a conference final run in this team's future now because Maybe. Pascal their system eats off of volume mm -hmm. 
more shot attempts, quicker pace, and we're never stopping this pace. Right. We are always pushing. We are never passing up, you know, good looks. We're running off of makes, off of misses. And that's sort of Pascal's game. If you're going to do that and open up all these slashing lanes, this fool is going to get in there and jump stop and pivot, pivot, pivot. And, like, it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. This guy's hitting this floater and one business. And it's like he's grabbing it off the glass. And it's like, why is he – why can nobody stop him? Yeah, with the yeah, ball? yeah. Like, yeah. is this Giannis? <laughs> yeah, I agree. No, but – just to go back to the point that I wanted to finish that everybody's, you know, obviously I'm going to take this position just because I probably have like the best GM. I, or like my team has the best like GM in basketball right now, but are you, if you're Indiana, are you really willing to pay Pascal 40 to 50 M's a year when he's 32, 33? Right. It's especially at his position where at that age, people tend to suffer some like really serious injuries. Like there's serious wear and tear, especially from, the Toronto days where it was like physical brawny elbows, like, you no, know, the finals run was pre pandemic. Yeah. We so, you know, talking about stuff like that, like, you know, it was a little while ago. Exactly. So it's, it, it's just, that is my hesitation with this whole thing. It's like, do you, you know, you have to think about that because that decision is coming up within the next right. four or five months for them. Right. So, you cross that bridge when you get there, yeah. you see how they fare in the postseason. By trading for him, they did acquire his bird rights. Right. So they do, in, in basketball nerdology, they they do have some more leeway and privileges when it does come to his renegotiation. Right, right. But I am on the same page with you. Stop it, bro. You're not a max. You're not a max. We have the max. That's Tyrese. That's, yeah. that's the guy that's getting 30 and 11. Yeah. He's the max. Take a little bit less than that. Right. So we have flexibility. Right. We got to pay miles. We got to, yeah. you know, we got to keep the big man. Got to you know? find somebody else too. This, this roster is, is. I, it's bro. This Pascal piece did quite a bit, man, because they were getting so much. Like Neesmith was playing above out outside of his means so yeah. much. Like Matherin's had a fallback year where yeah. he's sort of picking it up again. Now that there's need for somebody to put up more, more offense. Right. Um, and you know McConnell's keeping the unit running with the second unit. Buddy's of course shooting forty percent from three. Yeah. Obi Toppin's been doing what expected. we expected of him, at, which he wasn't able to do in New York because New York's just mismanaged. One thing about Obi, you give Obi a fast break. Oh God, yeah. And he is turning into literally Randy Moss. Yeah, like, yeah. it's insane. Down the wing, it's 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 like it's just a different type of. It's like him and Shady, Shady on Sharper, Shade, Shade and Sharp. Like those two are like a different level of like nuclear athleticism. Like just their sheer verticals are just nuts. And I mean, people forget Obi was like nice in college. Like he wasn't just like dunking and dating. Like he was hitting pull up jumpers and stuff. Like he finally is in a system that capitalizes on that type of talent. Shout out to shout out to Obi, bro. Shout out to Dayton, Ohio. We see you, Cleveland. This for yes, you. Sir. No man. Um, we'll, we'll we'll put a pin in that there. Wait, just wait till these guys at the court. Yeah. Don't know what the return timeline still is for Tyrese. It's at least uh, I wouldn't doubt if we don't see him until March. Yeah. Just because with a hot start, they they kind of locked up a playoff spot, and you don't rush that. You don't rush that. The funny knees. No, not at all. No, definitely can't, not. Can't play with that. You can't. 
I mean, they're fortunate, you know, that that it wasn't, you know, more severe. Yeah, seriously, because it looked bad. It It was was a little scary. I was like, whoa. Along with this other first point, I'd be down to let you talk a little bit more about Boston because I know you have to. And at this moment, they are the class of the league. Earlier we were talking and I was like, man, the Porzingis edition alone, it definitely tipped the scale in terms of, okay, they're coming back better, you know, or a little more loaded, loaded up than last year. But what's really, I think, just doing a number on teams now is that Marcus Smart turned into Drew Holiday. And with that, you get all the positives that you got from Marcus Smart with a lot more basketball maturity. Not saying that, you know, Marcus doesn't have that, but. Championship pedigree at the end of the day, like knowing what it takes to get like close games. You know what I mean? Like not playing hero ball. Um. Yeah, I I mean I agree with you. Like Porzingis, one, I was hesitant on the on the Tingus Pingus acquisition because you were. I was because one, like he's made of glass. The only time he's not been made of glass was last year when he was playing meaningless basketball in Washington. So, like one, they've done Boston's done a great job of resting him when necessary because he did come into the year with the plantar fasciitis thing. Then he got rolled up on. Um, I think it was against Indiana and it just took kind of like an awkward knee bend and he went to the locker room. So shout out to the training staff and, and the doctors there for just managing it the right way so far. But this team just, it's, it's different. They brought in a bunch of other guys too. Like it really feels like one through 12 can play and they're all sort of like unique, special gadgety type guys. Like you got O'Shea Brissett who just has ridiculous athleticism, just comes in and just, going after every rebound, dunking everything. And then you have like Lamar Stevens. And then, you know, they haven't even played the Jordan Walsh piece yet. He's been in the G League the whole That's time. And true. I'm huge That's on, very true. I'm huge on Jordan Walsh. I think he's going to get That's some an intangible burn. player. Dude, when he gets some burn and he finds his footing in the league, that's like a, like, you know, long wingspan, every rebound, aggressive. A year from now, he'll be a part of the rotation. Oh, most definitely. Like, so... You know, you, you have Hauser. That card. You got Hauser, who was Pritchard. Yeah, you get you get the Pritchard. He's played every game this season. Yeah, yeah, he gets run every game, every game this season. And I, I just, I, I think top to bottom, the squad feels very cohesive, but everybody feels very comfortable in their role. I think that's like a really important thing because last year, it's not not to say everybody wasn't comfortable in their role, but it was the whole thing of like, who's going to take the last shot. You know what I mean? Like, is it going to be Marcus? Is it going to be Jalen? Is it going to be... Now it's pretty clear. At the end of the game, it's like, no, we're just going to run a set. And if we get Drew on the post up for game, if we get Porzingis at the elbow for the game, or worst case, we're going to let Jason Tatum pretend to be Kobe, and we'll take it to overtime. I don't know what his clutch stats are. I don't think they're that bad, but every time it kind of comes down to, like, a buzzer beater, I just feel like it's not like does he outside of like the one game winner against the Knicks that I remember was like a baseline fadeaway jumper. Yeah. Like, has there been like anything else? I don't know. We need one. We, we need, need one. one. We definitely need one. He's eating this year, dude. He's but he's, no, bro. Tatum dog. Going back to season one, I'm calling him the best player in the league waiting to happen, and I want it to materialize like vividly. Yeah. 
I want to see him turning up on the competition. Like, yeah. I want to see him get a tech. I've seen some technicals yeah. this season. Yeah, I've seen it. With, Jason, with him and Jalen Brown, both. They both right. Like, it's like, yeah. I want to see stuff like that, yeah. where it's just like, you're not having this anymore. I want to see you annoyed during the regular season because you're in the mindset of, now I'm playing for the postseason, but I know we have to do this to get there. But on a Wednesday night, I'm irritated that we have to play this sorry-ass team. Let's get them fools out of here in three quarters. And it, it it's looking very, very easy yeah. for, for JT so far this year. Ran the Lakers on Christmas, that's for sure. That was – yeah, that was that was that was just why. I mean, this team is just going wire to wire. When everybody's healthy and everybody's at full strength, the the Jew the Drew integration, excuse me, the Drew integration has been very seamless. <laughs> that's that's a flub that is no, in no way getting edited. Dude, oh my <laughs> god, bro. oh my god, that's so funny, dude. That is so funny. That is so, that is so funny. But I, yeah. The, the, and then all of that is like, this is just the points we're hitting on. We didn't mention Al. And it's like, Al is getting exactly what he needs. And that's to just like ride backseat until you need me to hit this corner three that I got no business hitting. For game, for game. Like it's a close game and no one can get a bucket. Here's Al Horford on the rotation. Right. Oh, it's, Put it it's, up, big boy. We're, we're up by one against Philly and Joel's got the ball. Guess who's on him? Guess who's gone? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, man, it's crazy, dude. Like this, as a Celtics fan, like obviously the last couple years have felt like, you know, this is going to be our year, but this feeling is different. This is, this one feels more in our control. Like the first year we got to the finals when it, when it was like with Ime, it was like, if things go right and we also play well, this could be our year. And then last year was like, okay, if things go right and we do what we did last year, but this year, it's like, no, it doesn't matter if things go right. Like, we've got a squad, dog. Like, we're rolling out this 7-2 monster that you have to guard five feet behind the three-point line. Like, you can't just sag off him. Like, that's such an upgrade from nah, Robert Derek, Williams. we haven't mentioned Derek. It's yeah, just Derek like... White. Like, just stay solid, Derek White, dude. And that's the thing, right? Like, that, like you know, there are adults in the room at every position. And it feels like Jason and Jalen are like, the youngest guys again until you realize they're like 26 and 27 respectively. So it's like Derek White is older than them. Drew's older than them. Al's older than them. Porzingis is older than them. O'Shea Brissett, I think might be older than them. Like these are like, you know, it's, it's, there's no funny business in the locker room. Like, it's just, they're just there to do their job. Like, you know, no man, they, uh, they are the class of the league right now. And I think the East, for sure runs through them i i mean the finals might run through boston bro they got the best record right now yeah they're what like 31 and 9 or like 33 and 9 or something like that yeah i think they did hit the 30 with single digit losses that's insane i mean that just puts also like that 72 that 73 and 9 season for the warriors in real like you know like that's crazy they did that without kd that's pretty nuts like I don't know if we'll ever see that again. And guess who didn't watch the game-winning game because they were watching Kobe go for 60 in their dorm room? Be the two of us. We're turning on the Warriors BS, bro. Right. Are they going to break the record? Bro, Kobe's we got care. 45. Yeah, Kobe's got 45. <laughs> like, why would I watch this game? People are posting on their Snap story. Like, bro, get out of here. 
Kobe Kobe's giving Gordon Hayward work. <laughs> this is Gordon Hayward pre like taper. All star. Yeah. yeah. This is like Gordon Hayward with the shaggy hair. This is Gordon Hayward who looked like he just rolled out of like a Sigma Kai house at 1 p.m. after after the Rager last night. The the reigning and defending intramural champion. Yeah, Boston's 31 and 9. Yeah. They have the best record in the NBA by a couple game margin for sure. Three games up on the Bucks, who are in second. Seven games up on Cleveland and Miami, who are in fourth and fifth. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Just get the playoffs going, man. I mean, runs through Beantown. As for their contenders, briefly before we just touch on the top of the West. I you think next on. in line, I'd have to put Miami. Even though they just haven't because, yeah. Right, they haven't proven it, but it, it's they do prove it on random nights during the season when it's like, okay, who the hell is Highsmith? Why does he have eight? Why does he have 19? Or just the game where it's like, okay, so Jovic? Yeah. Jovic has it tonight? Okay. Yeah. Or, oh, okay, I forgot they got the old vets. I forgot. Lowry and Kevin Love are gonna or have been there before. And, and they're still somewhat in good shape, I guess. It, you know, they're ready yeah. to turn it on. For sure. And not even talking about Jaime or, you know, Jaime. Duncan, the Jaime. Duncan Robinson resurgence a little bit. So it's just kind of like they're 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 cut for the postseason. They are hands yeah. down. I'm putting them over Philly. But um, I agree with that. Coming back to Milwaukee. Dame just hit this game winner over Sacramento. And what I thought, this was his first game winner, I believe, with Milwaukee. And Milwaukee now know, they know what Dame time is about, what it feels like. The way Giannis embraced my guy after he hit that shot was like, bro, will you marry me? Like, I love you, brother. Like, (laughs) I watched the play, I watched that whole um, De'Aaron Fox sent it to OT because Giannis smoked a free throw in OT. I was I was balancing that with I believe a football game, and I made sure to pick it up from where I watched it when I flipped back because I was like, okay, this might get busy in overtime as well. The local commentators for the Kings were like, yeah, the Kings are undefeated in overtime. Oh, just think so, my guy. Just think so. De'Aaron Fox at the line can make it a two point game. Splits the free throws are up by one, and I'm like, okay, Dame's taking the ball out with about eight seconds left. I'm like, that's Dame shouldn't necessarily be taking it out. You should be trying to get the ball to Dame. Yeah, Giannis half-heartedly goes for the ball on the inbound, doesn't get it. It went into somebody else, maybe Brooke. Goes right back to Dame, casually across half. I got this, y'all. Bang. Boom. Boom. And I and that is what we were getting at talking about best duos in the league and what these two guys should be. They should be complimentary assets in the sense that Dame, I've never played with somebody who is a unicorn. So riding shotgun, I don't really know how to do that, mm-hmm. but I'm going to try and figure it out. We've seen it not look perfect. Their pick and roll isn't deadly yet with the two of them, but they're figuring it out along the season because they are both vets. Giannis has championship pedigree. 
he's also got some of that. I'm annoyed with this regular season shit. Let's just hurry up and get to the postseason. Yeah. And by that time, I think that they'll have built up enough trust in each other that Giannis is going to do whatever he can to get the team to the fourth and then be like, dang, stop, uh, brother. I'm here if you need me. Yeah. But like, I trust you right now. And Dan's going to be like, Michelle, let's rock. Like, let, 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 let's cook. The thing about Milwaukee, and I've been saying this since preseason, will Dame be able to guard? Will yeah, man, Dame... I, I still think that that's overstated. I do. I don't think but so. I, I know mean, that there's numbers that support how bad he's been defensively. I mean, not even that. Like, like let's let's just forget about that. Like, am I going to get anything additional from a guy like Brooke Lopez or – Pat Connaughton, like, like campaign, like, like, you know, the problem was never Giannis. The problem was like, their other guys just, you know, you stack them up against some of these other talented teams. And it's like, yeah, you don't like, I don't like this matchup of campaign on Derek White. Like, I, I don't like that. I don't like this matchup of Pat Connaughton having to guard Jalen Brown. <laughs> like, you know they're what I mean? Like, the, like, they're down, or, they're down a body or two of real impactful players in the rotation, I would agree. Because even looking at their front court, it's Giannis and Brooke in the starting lineup, and it's Bobby off the bench. They don't play another big. Yeah. They actually don't. Yeah. So they can't afford foul trouble, and Giannis' body hasn't, you know, been Iron Man to the finish line the last three seasons or so. So yeah. that, that, that does worry me. What they – should be banking on and hopefully trying to make happen. They they're pulling a play from uh their Green Bay counterparts, hopefully. Yeah. What they're doing, what they did with Aaron Jones as a fantasy owner of Aaron Jones this year. He just said see ya on the regular season. Let me have a couple multi-touchdown games and, and rest me please. Yeah. So that way when the postseason does come around, maybe Chris Middleton turns back into the Chris that was like an understated force. Maybe. If that I, doesn't I also happen, selling Chris they've Middleton. got issues. Chris Middleton with a shooter sleeve one, I'm I'm selling completely. Chris Middleton without the shooter sleeve, I'm still selling. But just with like less enthusiasm. Right. He, he might have rounded the curve. And I don't I you think know. It, I'm not saying he's not talented. I just think that he looks Something looks off. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I I don't know if he had an injury earlier in the season. He might have, but whatever it is, it it doesn't look the same. It just really doesn't. So, yeah, they've got to hope for a reinvigorated Chris by the postseason. And then, you know, hey, you can talk me into it. You can talk me into a a lot. Are you in on the Knicks? You know, upsetting Boston type. Are are you in on the Knicks? New York basketball? No. No? OG on Anobi doesn't move the needle for you? What? No, uh, not yet. But uh, <laughs> postseason, negative. Having yeah. none of it. Um, I'm, I'm okay on the Knicks as well. I, li- I like <laughs> it. I like it. It's a little – they finally have an identity that the New York Knicks have always sort of had where it was like bully, big shoulders, urgh, you know what I mean? Like, But I'm cool. I'm cool on that. I, I don't need uh, – they need Precious to step up in a real way because losing Mitchell Robinson – yeah. who was honestly feasting eating, in the yeah. paint to start the season. He was. And we know he's not giving you double-digit points yeah. on a night-to-night basis, but that presence was definitely there. Losing that, 
guess what? Randall's not filling the void. Hardenstein's been rebounding his ass off as of late. But even then, the the output is still just limited. And, you know, putting a lot on 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 Brunson and Randall, who we know, you know, he, he he's got a he's got a decent motor. He, you know, he's a nice Tahoe. But nice escalade. He's like not rolling with like the the track hawk. Like it's not a track hawk. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool on on what they on what New York. But OG was a step in the right direction. I I think if they inevitably get bounced in the playoffs, they don't make it to the conference finals. In my opinion, I don't care what seed they are. Um, but you know the summer from New York, I definitely. Well, first of all, this thing with James Dolan could be. Seems pretty serious, so I they might have some management issues going uh, on. I ran it this morning. I don't know exactly what you're talking about. Once you about, get through all that, it, it won't it won't affect the, the encore product. Yeah, but I mean, like once you get through that, and maybe you know, hopefully, if you're a Knicks fan, hopefully you get a new owner, GM, or president of basketball operations or whatever. But I definitely assess what Randall's trade value is. I think he's he's great. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a nice piece, but he you know, if you're New York and with how good Brunson's playing and how good the chemistry is with OG, so seamlessly like you're kind of shifting into a more like we need to make a move. Like we need to make a splash with someone. So I stand by the, the thought process of doing something, which they did. It was okay. RJ, you're not, you're not going to become that guy. Well, let's do something. Go ahead and go ahead and go home, buddy. We'll send you home. Are are you, are you okay with that? RJ? Are you cool? If we do this, guess what? We're going to do it. Yeah, we're gonna... <laughs> You're just but, lucky. yeah, no, man. We'll we'll wait and see. We'll, we'll let the jury sit a little bit. I'm here for more Divincenzo minutes. Um, and Orlando, by but, the way, let's yeah. talk about Orlando because we both have been huge on Paulo and Franz, and you're seeing immediately why Paulo was the number one pick because he is a franchise cornerstone. Three yes. levels, two ways, inside, outside. Do you yes. want it in the mid range? Do you want it off the dribble? How like it, it? It how do you want it? Because he will give it to you in that way, and yes. he will and he'll chalk up some of the sides on the house. He'll be like, oh, you know what? As a matter of fact, I'm gonna throw in a little mac and cheese on the side. <laughs> yeah, literally, like well, dude, well, he, like he. he's nice, man. Like he, him and Chet, right? Were the same draft, and if you watch an Orlando Magic basketball game. You can see immediately, like, Chet is great. Don't get me wrong. Chet is awesome. But there is a clear difference in, like, what this guy does on the floor is what you, ex- like, I'm so accustomed to seeing a guy like LeBron size, Kawhi's size, Paul George's size, somebody who's a little smaller, a little slimmer, like, and, and he does this, he's like Blake Griffin size, and he does everything that, like, KD can do, almost. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the handles, the pick and rolls. He can go, he can set the screen. He can handle the ball off the screen. Defensively, he can guard the paint. He can guard no, the uh, There's a stretch right now they were going through where there was no Cole, there was no Suggs, there was no Fultz. And he's like, okay, well, I'm point. Ooh, yeah. I went to like do no cap. number one pick. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm nice. I do this for real. Nah, man. He's, he's a force, bro. He is in my top three or five or so favorite players in the league right now hands down he's so um good. other players in there like shengun and you know still pulling for my guy Cade and yeah. guys like that um just personal faves but no paolo i believe in 100 percent 
they're the tallest team in the NBA. I think that that is a, a factor that throws opposing teams off because you're only, there's only one of them. You know, they've got four guys that they can run a lineup with four guys at six nine and up. Dude, I mean, you roll is, out him, Franz and Isaac, and that's just like what? Like, yeah. this no, is... they can run Franz, Isaac, Paolo, yeah, Goga. Yeah, they got Goga. They do have Goga. They got Mo. Shout out to Goga. Who did he? Who did he like hip check? He dunked on someone and like completely he smashed on somebody. Dude, like and he was like, yeah, it was so funny, dude. That's funny. Nah, they got the pieces, dude. Every championship team needs some veteran foreign piece. Goga is that guy for them. I mean, I don't no, know if he's foreign. Mo, Mo's the vet. Oh, he's Mo the is the vet. They got they the got Lakers. both Wagner's. That's right. They do. He's got a little bro on the team with them. They just came off of a gold medal performance for Bunch. Germany, yeah, which yeah. they were serving fools. They were cooking. That FIBA World Cup was real good moves, y'all. It was, it was, it was good. Moves. It was good. Like looking back on it, dude. And Suggs, Suggs has been great this year. Everybody else, they were really getting to it. Suggs has been awesome this year too. Suggs, Suggs breakout year. Yeah, Suggs, Suggs breakout year for Suggs sure. Suggs has been great for them. Two way energy. No, nah, I, I like what they have. They're and cooking Black. gas. Anthony Black Atlanta. has also been a plus. Definitely been a plus defender. Good oh. hustle and. uh young guy who you can tell is getting this feel for the game and yeah. they're making it a point to get him that run. Yeah. And when they do, they might be sellers or buy, they might be buyers out that can, they have the luxury of being both. Exactly. Backcourt exactly. depth, come shop. Your best players are still on rookie deals. <laughs> like, If we think player. that there's one piece to be had to yeah. add to this mix, if they want to go get Zach Levine, yeah. they could. They already they got could. fleeced by Orlando, or they already fleeced Chicago once. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They could do it again. On that Not- note, as we transition to the West, let's talk about Rookie of the Year. Because I'd be down to do a mid-season all-star list, but I think that's going to get buried in, in the, the chunk of hoops we've just talked. So we're going to save that. But when it comes to Rookie of the Year, I am team Wimbin Young. Right. I mean, who isn't? I mean, I there there are people that aren't, but I'm, I'm with you. I agree. Yeah, but I, I, I thought Chet was going to win it at the beginning of the year. And we are not surprised by the team success in Oklahoma City. We are not surprised by the individual success of Chet Holmgren this year. I think that what is surprising and what is objectively player-to-player comparison, more impressive, is what Victor Wimbanyama is doing at barely 19 years old on a team with no other stars isn't playing for anything and they're not even playing him starter minutes yet guys playing about 25 a game and he Mm -hmm. averages three blocks 18 points 10 boards just got a triple double the other night 25 minutes and it's not even the numbers dude it's the eye test they had a game with milwaukee that went down to the absolute wire that was such an awesome, awesome game. Dude. That was an incredible game. I was watching. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, you recall. And it's like the moments where he gets a block or a stop on Giannis in the last in the last minute and a half, and he comes back on the other side, transition three. Yeah, and it's just like, who's doing that? I've never like I do that on two K with my center. Like I have like I have I have a, I have like a paint beast center. 
And I think Wembenyama right now is better than my created player that I invested like three months in. No, nah, bro. He is the absolute real deal. And just the reason why I feel like, you know, that's more deserving of the Rookie of the Year award versus Chet, who is contributing at a similar level on a playoff contender, no doubt. It's just that, I mean, hey, I felt like there was a lot more pushback on the Ben Simmons Rookie of the Year award and even the Blake Griffin one where, you know, it's the red shirt rookie. Chet is a red shirt rookie who also had a year of college. So that's why I'm, I'm, you know, saying we're not surprised. We knew the caliber player that he was and should have been and was projected to be, as is Limbanyama, but he's doing this brand spanking new to the league and like we don't know what to do about it luckily the team sucks and they're not committed to trying to be competitive yet but dude 2025 and six and seven is going to be scary oh my god like he just he does he has the fluidity of kevin durant with the build of Giannis on high heels with like Bro. the defensive acumen of like Ben Wallace and Hakeem Olajuwon and Tony Allen dude. and every other great defender. He is dude in like two years when the Spurs finally get it together and all these guys figure out how to actually play basketball at an, an adult level, dude, he is going to be like a machine. Like he just, Oh no, man, folks, vets and, High caliber free agents are going to take that into consideration absolutely. when they make their decisions. Oh, absolutely. Do I want to hop on the Wimby train? I might. I might want to. I 100% might. Why wouldn't you? I mean, if you're a point guard, that's a dream to play with right there. A guy that where you could, you could just spam pick and roll the whole game. Go and, live under the radar in San Antonio where I can buy a three-story house and just, you know, go to H-E-B like, like to a H-E-B. regular oh, and, Lord. and live my life. Hey, don't sleep on the I I did I did three months in San Antonio uh right before I graduated. Don't sleep on the food there. I, oh bro, you can't sleep on the food anywhere. Hey, anywhere we, we, we did we did run the San Antonio trip with Eric. I remember. Bro, Shout out what? To Eric. bro I've Shout seen Eric. I've seen the Alamo. I've seen the river. You've seen the river walk. We've walked on the river. Like you know what I mean? We've walked along the river. You walked like, you along know what, you know what I'm saying? Dude, I hey man. San Antonio is, is cooking with gas because I like Keldon and I like Vassell. I am also big on Sochan. Um, I know a lot of people. Sick and Bears. Huh? Sick and Bears. Yes. First of all, Sick and Bears, right? And then second of all, I know a lot of people are selling on him because he's not making the right point guard reads. But guess what? It took Giannis like six years to make proper point guard reads. Nice. And now look at what you have. So nice. he's throwing one everybody else on that team. Diagonal passes beyond the three-point yeah. line. Literally, like everybody to else, the open man, like you're yeah. not Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, Sochan, or Wemby. And Wemby can facilitate, he's got that like high post, like Mark Gasol touch on the passes, and yep. it's like, dog, Dude. we have a Houston, we have a problem, huge, yeah, yeah, nah, the, the league is in trouble because the Wemby, I'm Wemby realistically is about to be the first player since like legitimately probably MJ to go MVP, defense player of the year, like the combo. It's in the cards. It, it's, it's actually it's in the there. cards. If San Antonio makes the playoffs one year, 
and you're telling me you're going to look at defense player of the year and Wemby's in who's a better defender than, even right now who's a better defender than Wemby in my if we were doing midseason awards I had to you know think about this players but no there is a tier that I believe Gobert Anthony Davis exist in like by themselves yeah. and Wemby's capable of that as he continues to develop hands down Chet's also high up there. Chet's got a high range. I just had to say that piece in the rest of the West. We're going to save the Lakers when my pops gets on here because uh, he's a Laker historian. And he's going to just say what needs to be said about this team. And I can't say it for him. He'll he'll 100% say what needs to be said. They need another, that's their problem. Denver is definitely still Denver. Denver's still Denver, for sure. Denver's on their San Antonio stuff from when we were in, like, high school and college. For where sure. it's like, right now. The nucleus just, is intact. Yeah, yeah. It is a, a four-piece of Jokic, Murray, Gordon, and MPJ. Yep. Where it's just, like, bank on it. Night in, night out, those four, Are coming whoever's play. playing, will lead them into probably winning the game. Everybody else, just do your job. Literally. And they have confidence. Jokic is unfazed by this modern NBA. Unfazed. Yeah. The half-court game winner I also saw in real time. Jesus. Awesome. Jesus. That was awesome. It was a, it was a lot. Of it was course. a lot to process. For the horses, baby. For, for the, the horses, horse. for the stable, for the stable, for my dog. <laughs> that one. But other than that, the West is gray to me. The West is gray because instead, like in the East, where I think I can narrow it down to like, no, these four, like one of these four coming out. I I genuinely think, I think that Minnesota could, capital C could. Don't think that they will um, hang with Denver, but they gave Denver a run for their money last season, and this will be their next crack at it. It's not their first go around anymore. They have grown a little bit, and they got bodies. I think that's still ultimately not yet. They have, the, they have the best center in the league, Nas Reed. Dude, is Nas Reed not the most like perfect plug and play center of all time? Though he's an animal, dude. I love his game. You what know, can he do? What can he not a do? Hooper. He's definitely a hooper, but it's, I think that that uh, he is what Philly fans want B ball Paul to be. Nas Reed is what B ball Paul is. If he like, dude, Nas Reed was like that coming dude, out. Of he's cold, LSU. bro. He wanted to, he wanted to be a guard. He's cold. Like, let, me, like let me loose. Let it, yeah, you just gotta let him do his thing. I remember seeing him handle the ball off the pick and roll. I'm like, hold on. He's like, like bro, I'm not it at the rim. Like, I'm like, yo. Is the, am I watching like the greatest player of all time right now? I'm a big Nas Reed guy. I'm big on Nas Reed, bro. Yeah, no, man. I, the reason I say it's gray is because yeah, Minnesota is here. It's a lot of Oklahoma over- City's here. Yeah. I, I think that these are uh, regular season teams. Still, I feel like the Kings of last year, low key. Right. It's like, and unfortunately, I think now. the Kings haven't taken a step forward. 
Yeah, they haven't. No, they Keegan they, is they also on my favorite player since I love Keegan. I, I'm a big, big fan of Keegan Murray. But um they, they still are needing something, and I believe it's in the front court. They needed Pascal, to be honest. Would have would have would have helped them a great, great deal, but um would have maybe had to give up too much to get him as well. But either way, I whether it's Golden State, whether it is Phoenix, whether it is the Clippers. All right, here you go. Clippers are playing well. Contenders, I will narrow down to Denver. Mm-hmm. The Clippers. Clippies. Could be the year. Could be the year. Very well could be the year. Yeah. Harden's figured that shit out. Uh, I heard it's, stories it's hard, about him, like, forcing the whole team to stay beyond. Like, did you hear Zubach on PG's yeah. pod about, like, nah, bro, I thought it was going to be one day. Like, I'm I'm with this fool every day. Like, hey, he's like, Zula's work on the pick and roll. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. No, and that's I've been, I've been banging the James Harden drum. Of, like, man, give this guy his flowers, bro. He's a great. He is definitely a great. Um, But in uh, a star searching for their first chip, is a championship ingredient that I think is needed on every team. Either you've got to have already been there or you got to have somebody who really wants that joint. Yep, yep, yep. So Denver, Clippers could do it. Of course, the Lake Show can do it. And legitimately for me, fourth is Dallas. Dallas could. Dallas could. Dallas Dallas is interesting because and I think it's not, I think I think those one of those four are coming out of the West. And I, I wouldn't I, I not I'm not hearing arguments for I'll you know, they can be made. I'm not buying arguments for anybody else. So you're telling me Utah behind the heroics of Larry Markinen, who just came off his Finnish uh military stint? Big, big Utah fan. With 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 Keontae Ford, fan. shout out to Baylor. I've rostered Colin Sexton this season. I drafted Colin. Yeah. I've rostered to. Walker Kessler, who they haven't bought into as their starting center for some strange reason. Yeah. And I've also rostered Keontae George. Love what's happening in Utah. They're they're playing they're playing good basketball. They are. Nah, I, I agree with you. I I think that's the correct assessment there. Clippers Denver, obviously the cream of the crop in the West right now. Um loaded veteran been here before we all have made deep postseason runs so like what they're doing there um i'm out on sacramento i'm not out on the lakers because i know what they're capable of but i think this trade you, you know, better not be well th- i'm not i'm not i'm not completely I, out on. I, I, I think i'm a little undecided but for me i think this trade deadline carries a little bit more weight because i do think there is a possibility that lebron leaves next year i really do because it feels like he's almost been sat like he had this plan with clutch. They always do their things, you know what I mean? Under the table deals, representing players, getting them where they want. And for some reason, LA's management just can't get him the right guys for whatever reason. Like the season in the off season, it started off with these were some great moves. And now we're looking at it midway through the season. And it's like, they need a lot. They like, this is not a fixer upper house anymore. This is like a, I need to tear this house down to its foundation and then build up. And that means getting like, you know, getting rid of Reeves, trying to get Levine, trying to get DeRoe. I don't even know what they they need a lot more than just a guy, in my opinion. But then again, 
I have learned since I've been in middle school, you cannot bet against LeBron. And he has earned that title and respect of always being considered. So I'm yeah, putting no, this is my one tangent about the Lakers until I get my dad on here. Yeah. But Anthony Davis is the best two-way center in the West, in the league, in my opinion. You could argue and you could argue Embiid. I don't think Embiid is actually that much of a force defensively, more than he is a presence. So you have Anthony Davis when you're looking at what's being put on him. He had some younger days where statistically he was a little nicer, had more ceiling athletically, and just moved better. But since the young AD that first got his feet wet in the playoffs, this AD is a monster, my dude. He is. He's a monster. And I, I'm, I'm the captain of the Anthony Davis ship and proudly because there's a narrative. There's two dueling narratives. He's an NBA champion and, you know, a, and the dominant force that entire postseason. Nobody wanted smoke. He's also, you know, hey, you want to call him street clothes? Guess what? He's missed three games this season. Yeah, third, true. third or fourth in the league in double doubles. He gets one almost literally every night. True. And this is a defense that is not that that is that has holes for sure. And he's covering it up. So we have that guy, and then we have LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? Who, you know, if you want to poo-poo the end season tournament. I'm not going to exert the energy to try and convert you on it. Yeah. If you didn't notice the high level of basketball being played during the NTC tournament, even though it was just a glimpse and it was quick and you can say everybody wasn't invested, it was legit. Yeah. Bron still, still Bron. So it's just, we act like we've never seen a team with LeBron on it in late December, early January, where you know that, about two or three of these guys are gone in the next four weeks. Yeah. And we're going to have some other faces come in here. Yeah. That's happening right now. And I've pretty much held my peace on it until we do get that final roster. I don't know. And I'm not placing bets on who we get, whether it's DeJounte Murray, whether it's Zach Levine, whether it's DeRozan, whether it's, I don't know. I honestly think it's going to be a left field move, whether we, make a dramatic move and move Reeves or we just, you know, offload the Torian Prince and the Max Christie and the Hachimura and D'Angelo Russell. And we, you know, sell pieces on the dollar. I don't know. Yeah. Don't really care. We're going to get a few more pieces in here that are new faces. Ron figures this stuff out. Look what happened last postseason. Yeah. Yeah. We got the whole damn team at the trade deadline and we lost to the champs in the conference finals. Yeah. So, my panic meter is literally at like a three out of 10 yeah. and confidence level in them contending in the postseason still is very high. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like at the end of the day, like LeBron is LeBron is unique in that it's never done until you win the series against him. Like, you know what I like? Literally it is never done until he is either not in the postseason or right. you beat him in a postseason series. So I'm not out on the Lakers quite yet, but, you know, it's trending there. Just uh, just based on the regular season right now, I'm trending there. Out on Golden State, obviously out on Portland, out on Sacramento. About Golden State, just yeah. to say, Let's it was a it. pot that never made it. It was a, a lost episode that was recorded with Omar. Omar can attest. He'll yeah. be on here soon enough. 
that it was week three of the season. No further, no more than that. Uh-huh. And I was like, bro, Golden State is fraudulent this year. Yeah. There's legitimate problems. Yeah. And it's not going to work. Because he was penciling. He's like, you know, well, you know, the teams will still be there at the end of the day, the Golden States, the, you know, Denver's. And I was like, bro, I was like, we can't put Golden State in that category. I yeah. can't let you do it because they have real issues in terms of competing night in, night out with the team that they have and what they're trying to do. The return of the big man marked the end of sort of Golden State. The return of the big man, dude. Marked the end. But no, man, same. Phoenix, in this very moment, they could be figuring it out. I, you know, so here's the thing with Phoenix. But then that means you're still banking on Beal and KD being healthy come April. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not even talking about health. I just, I don't like, you know, and and we can talk objectiveness or unobjectiveness. We've all watched a lot of basketball here, and I've tried to watch Phoenix. I really have. But, like, I just don't enjoy the brand of basketball they play at all. It is, it's dribble, dribble, dribble. It comes off like. It comes off like the grocery store that you don't want to go to. Yeah. But they're like the one that's open or it's like they got the products that's just like, this isn't my store, but whatever. Let me like, let I, me need, get like I need this. I don't I late at night. A, I didn't get the groceries when I was supposed to. Now I got to go to like, you know, this off brand little thing that is open at this God awful hour to get groceries at. And I'm picking through like the brown bananas. Yeah, it's something off-putting about it. It's yeah. something that gives off. Well, you know, dude, we we it was episode two, man, the homie hopper, and we talked about the first date theory and these things, and it kind of feels like they're on a first date again with this Beal situation, and it's just like, you know, Beal is a great hooper. It's it's not about their individual talents, but I don't love Beal as a postseason player. I, I mean, I don't even remember what Beal is a postseason player is, if I'm being honest. The last time I saw because him play in the postseason, John Wall was still cooking. Right. There's a small sample size to pull from. That's why. And so it's just and like... you have to learn how to survive in the postseason. Just your body in general. It's, it's grueling. Like, you know what I mean? People don't give some of these consistently performing postseason teams credit. It's like, it's not about just playing good basketball. Like, can you physically... It's like, like take an elbow in game six with like five minutes to go on a loose ball. It's and like, like the, are you for- really ready? Are you ready to go in the sack in game five when it's two, two? Yeah, no, you're not. Don't let it be three, one. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's like Phoenix is soft, dude. They're, they're soft. Their roster's soft. They don't play defense. They don't play any defense. And then the, what really did it too. They had no business jumping in on the Dame on the Dame trade. They gave up Aiton, and quite literally, I can't recall off the top if they got a first round pick in that deal or not. I want to say no, but it's like you quite literally gave up DeAndre Aiton. You spent the first round pick on, gave a max contract, max extension. That is, you could have drafted Luca with right, if I remember correctly. <laughs> and you pretty much just got Nurk. And that's just malpractice. We talk about Philly mishandling their bevy of assets for a decade. Yeah. And it's like you, you, you know, throw all these darts and 
stockpiled all this process to just have Embiid and then you got blessed with Maxi. And it's like, yeah, Phoenix, you, you had a guy who had trade value at some point. And at the very least, like Boston got more for Robert Williams. A ton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Malcolm, I think. I yeah, mean, and Malcolm, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah, whatever. That's yeah. fine. Hey, okay. <laughs> Bro. We got Derek White for like crispy M&Ms and like pretzels. <laughs> and they, they and really Aaron. gave Aiden and, and straight up just got nerd. Yeah. No, nah, dude, Phoenix is I like, like bro, no, no, I like no, the owner. No. I like the owner's mentality. Let me get aggressive. I like that. But at the same time, like, I don't like Vogel. I don't like whatever role players they have right now. They don't look comfortable in whatever situations they're in. They don't play defense. They don't try to play defense. And have you seen that YouTube clip? I think I sent it to you on Twitter. It was like this one son's possession. It was like the third or fourth quarter or something. It was like Bradley Beal crosses half court with like 18 seconds left on the shot clock and like just dribbles from like one wing to the other essentially. And then like turns it over with like four seconds left on the shot clock. And he's like looking around. It's like, dude, this is such a horrible, like I wouldn't, if I had children, I would not let them watch the Phoenix Suns play basketball because that is such gross basketball to play. I'm sorry, bro. This is not, I hate to sound so slanderous towards Bradley Beal, but like, dude something about his game like i it's like bro don't you don't have a don't natural do the look away when you get the bench guy to bite on a pump fake up and under and it's like your third bucket in like three minutes and you're trying to like hit the high sprint down the sideline it's like bro this is what happens when all you do when all you have to show <laughs> i feel this is what happens when all you know is the regular season bro oh my god so real no, hey, bro, I'm sorry, but you're Jordan Poole. Bro, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I mean, it's it's just they have they don't have a traditional facilitator. They don't have a backup point guard to my knowledge. They're like they have three of the same type of score. Ah, and that, yeah, doubling down on the on the what did you get from this? Yeah. You had Chris Paul last year. And Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson. Three players who would be perfect for this team right now. And you just like let them stairs, go. Stairs motherfuckerly. You you drafted Aiden <laughs> over Luca or Trey Young, right? You drafted Aiden over Luca and Trey Young. And then and then you traded him and you basically only get Nurkic. I'm sorry, but you, you do ha- you have to pay for your mistakes. Yeah, and this is what's gonna happen. And just wait. KD's on it. KD already knows he's on his way out for sure. KD's already texting the homies. He's like, bro, I'm about to be, I'm about to be like up out of here soon. Like, let's kick it. You know, like, bro, I like it's so like it's it's inevitable, dude. Like, I don't care what KD says. Oh, I just want to play good basketball. No, bro. You just want to have like a stacked team ready for you to win a championship on, just like it was with Golden State. And look at what happened. They did better without you, dog. They literally won a ring without you. This is the first year Golden State's bad. The last time Golden State was bad, I think I was in high school. I'm closer to 30 now. For no, bro, our, for our viewers, like, reference. Like, no cap, I've been in middle school. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, bro, like, KD, man. Nah, it's just trouble follows. I don't know what it is with him and his right, freedom. And I don't even think that's, you know. 
It's not even his fault. He's playing great. It's basketball. not, and he's playing good hoop still at 34, 35 type. Right you know what I mean? It's just unfortunate luck at this point. But it's, yeah, you're just kind of, and you can say the same about I guess LeBron and what's kind of going on in this moment, where it's yeah. just like, dog, you're 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 a, 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 a living Hall of Famer still. Like you shouldn't be, you know, in this predicament at this stage of your career. But just is what it is. I mean, at least you know, LeBron, hey. at least LeBron got a ring out of it. Like KD has really like hey, we're not done, bro. We're not done. Let's get five. Yeah. Let's get five. You can you can do it. You let's do uh, it. let's talk a little bit of football this weekend, and in the transition, let's do a fantasy recap to to book in basketball. My fantasy basketball team is smoking. Yeah, you didn't tell me. I dude, I am smoking the league. I believe on one of the last episodes of season one, yeah. I, I gave a quick rundown of my fantasy squad. Uh huh. Immediately after the draft, I hopped in our group chat and said, yo, my so, team isn't fair. Y'all so, fools. So I looked up, got the first pick, took Jokic. Of course, that's paid off. Yeah. I didn't pick again until 20, and these fools did not take Anthony Davis. It's crazy. So I just have to shout out the guys, man. Yoke, <laughs> AD, Alpert and Shangoon, who I confidently took in the 40s with my fourth pick. How could you know? Or he was my fifth pick, I believe, because I have 80, yo, Kyrie, Cade, who's on a heater before that little knee injury. I don't yeah. care how many games they lose. He Dude, was heating nice. up. He's so good. He's so good. People don't realize how good he is because of how bad that team is. He's nice. Dude. And then just the rest of the pieces are putting it together. <laughs> Shout out to Tim Hardaway Jr. Dude, the 40 ball. Poor favor, Timmy Tim. So my I'm putting all of my hopes and prayers in this team finally getting me finally finally getting me over the hump. I'm trying to get the big one. I'm trying to win the money league for once and not just have a good regular season. But in my categories league, this team is 93, 38, and one. 11, 11 weeks or 12 weeks through the season. That's just silly. So, silly. you know what I'm saying? Shout out to them. But what's definitely depressing was the way my fantasy football teams went out. Yeah. And there can only be one champion every year. But it's like, dog, I made the playoffs every team's perform like top two seed in two leagues. And it's just like, yo, come on. Come on. Yeah. This is the time. And guess who was the Dallas Cowboys? Who was? Oh, you. Jeez. It's okay. Yeah. I didn't play playoffs. That, that I, week 16, you know, I had a lot of similar players on rosters. And, you know, I had ETN, like, everywhere. And dude. freaking Lawrence. and Jacksonville. Jeez. You know what I'm saying? Like, some guys that were in overlapping. That I got Justin Jefferson back just in time. That first week of playoffs. Smacked. Just Everybody man. took yeah. the week off. Everybody. The yeah. next week, oh, Brees Hall, I got 40 for you. Jettas, yep, I'm back. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. ETN, I'm going to get I'm going to sneak too. Yeah. Bro. Shows. Rasheed Rice was projected for more than Justin Jefferson in week 17, like, of the, like, bro, come on, dude. 
Come on. You didn't give me the one week I needed. And of course, Fantasy. I outscored the champion in the championship ground. Fantasy gives and it takes, dude. Uh, it, takes, it hurts. When it takes, it hurts. And when it gives, it feels unstoppable. There's a level of power that you feel when you're cooking in fantasy. I lost twice in the last three weeks of the season, and the one that eliminated me to a lineup of Hawkinson and Laporta and the flex. That's like borderline disrespectful. It's like he know you know what you're doing, but the fact that this lineup beat me twice is pretty bro. This is tough. Yeah, yeah, that is tough. Dude, Laporta's good. I, I picked him up off waivers. Nice. Now Definitely. We, we know this now, yeah. But, oh, my goodness, man. Such a bummer. Dude, that is. But we have takeaways. We have takeaways that we'll carry over in the next year. And we'll come back. Always. We, we, hey, listen, we're, we're cleaning house. We're evaluating what we have internally before we decide to make any rash decisions. And we're going to take a hard look at inwards and, and see what type of men we have in this locker room, what type of men we have in this front office. And, uh, and, and we're going to go from there. Yeah, man, there, there were positives. You know what I'm saying? We'll stick to the script for the most part, but, ah, very frustrating. That was now, on the contrary, I'll take that versus actually rooting for one of these teams that went outside the week one of the playoffs. But we are left with some real, 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 real intriguing matchups for the second round of the playoffs. And I can tell you right now, bro, I uh, I think I am riding KC to the Super Bowl. And I think that we might have a rematch uh, a couple years ago, and it'll be Frisco and KC. Yeah, I can totally see that. I mean, the real question is, do I – out of the teams that are left in the AFC, do I trust a rookie quarterback who's been on a heater? Not usually, but Stroud is exceptional. I can, I, two things can be true. I cannot trust the Houston Texans against a veteran coach who's made Super Bowl runs in John Harbaugh. Um, but I can also think that uh, Stroud is like incredible. And I don't think... They're going to beat the Ravens, even if they do beat the Ravens, which would add more fuel to the I think they're the 100% going to cover. I think they could. I'm I think they taking, absolutely I'm not taking could. Baltimore in the spread. No shot. I definitely – I don't – yeah, yeah. I, I think the Ravens – I think the, the Texans cover for sure. Um, But I do I trust Lamar in a big-time game? I haven't seen him in one, and I know that whenever the pressure's been on and teams have been successful against him, they've been able to sort of drop back and, and make him a passer um so he's been passing that joint though he has but he has right and do i trust josh allen the turnover machine absolutely not i don't trust anything about josh allen so yeah it really only leaves me with kansas city with the most experienced player and somebody who usually is having an incredible season at this point and and this this sort of feels like tom's year in tampa Mm -hmm. where it was like okay i i know the pieces and that was before uh, tampa bay was any proven when it comes yeah. to postseason play with yeah. the roster that they had. So it's like, okay, yeah, you got Fortnite and you got Mike Evans, Godwin, and Godwin, yeah. you went and Gronk. called Gronk and he came too. And yeah. it's like, okay, you've got these pieces, I suppose. But the bread and butter was the defense. Yeah. And I think that this Kansas City defense is it's like, hey, hey, kid, you can't give 
the most decorated quarterback in the postseason a great defense. Yeah. That that equates to a Super Bowl run. It does. Generally. They have a good defense. They do have a good defense. I like them, but I will say the NFC, if we do get a rematch, which is very likely at this point, um, I think San Francisco is going to beat the brakes off Kansas City. And in my opinion, this is gift wrapped for San Francisco to win. If San Francisco does not win the Super Bowl this year, they need to really, really take a hard look at Kyle Shanahan as a coach. And I truly mean this because you could not have it any easier going forward if you're Kyle Shanahan. You're playing a first-year quarterback next this weekend, and then you're playing either Detroit or Tampa Bay in the NFC title game. Okay, not only are you doing that, you might play, if you get to the Super Bowl, you're either playing a first-time quarterback in the NFL in C.J. Stroud, or you're playing a combination of either Lamar or Josh Allen, who both have never been to a Super Bowl before. So everything is set up for San Francisco to dominate the NFC, and then subsequently, dominate whoever comes out of the AFC. San Francisco is the most complete team from top to bottom. They are one of the healthier teams. Their defensive line, we know what they're about. Uh, what's his name? Will Fonga or whatever. We know we know oh, he's yeah. like they I got was, the guys. I'm a big fan of, uh, got Joe McCaffrey. Manolo, Fonga. The, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The descendant of Troy Palomalu. Literally. Went, went like, to SC. Dude, like it's, it's it it is there for them. To win everything, this could be one of the most. You went. You went and got Chase Young. You got, got Greenlaw. You got Armstead. You got Magabosa. You got uh, Fred. The corners have been getting a little lit up. They have been getting, getting lit, lit, up. lit up. But you have McCaffrey, and you have Kittle, like, and you have Ayuk, and you have Jennings, and you have all these guys, and you have the offensive line that is one of the best ones in the league. And so, if you're San Francisco and you do not win this Super Bowl, you really, really take a hard look at what's going on at the coaching. Because I'll tell you one thing, you give Mike Vrabel this roster, you give Belichick this roster, you give some of the better coaches that are available this roster. And you know what I mean? Like things are definitely different. Like imagine if Belichick had a roster this deep. Yeah, I'm just saying. Well, I mean, you know, we'll see. Because shout out to Simmons, he had some terrible picks for round for for round one, but the playoff I manifesto is a trusted source at D yeah. University. It, yeah. It's his betting guidelines for the NFL playoffs, and a couple of those things were, you know, forget about the first five weeks of the season, amplify what you saw to end the season. Mm-hmm. Who, who is this team now? You saw that play out with Philly. Saw that play out with Dallas. Saw that play out in the flip with teams like, you know, Detroit and Green Bay. Um, To be honest, you know, we talked about this. I didn't really see the Purdy magic post-Thanksgiving. I didn't really see it. Not saying he turned into a pumpkin. But jury's still out. He didn't play in the playoffs last season. Or he did, but not, you know, in the game that mattered because we know the elbow and stuff. So we'll see. Yeah. 
another part in the playoff manifesto is beware of any team that resembles the 2007 New York Giants. Yeah. And Green Bay has a run game. Green Bay has a quarterback that you are underestimating. They've got weapons that you're not. They've got their Manninghams. They've you know got, I mean? dude, they've they got have the their David Manningham. Tyree. They have the Plaxico Burris. Yeah, they've got they, tight ends that play. Yeah, yeah. And they can generate a pass rush. Rashawn Gary is back. Jair, I didn't hear a peep from C.D. Lamb until the game was already over last week. Yeah. And it's Green Bay. Like, I could very – and this is a play, rematch. Shout out to JB, man. I was talking with JB the ticket earlier. I had a really good lunch. This is a rematch of the conference championship a couple years back. Yeah. Aaron was on uh, – Jordan Love was on that team. It was. It got handled by Frisco. They did. I tell you what. Love is ready, dude. I'm not saying he's going into Frisco and he's – eating the dub like Jameis did and pulling it out like that. But the runaway with the 49ers could happen in the second half. And, you know, all y'all have is in the first half. And you're yeah. not ready yet. But I am trying to talk myself out of thinking that Green Bay pulls off this upset. Yeah. I think they can. I think they could. I mean, hey, this has been a weird year. For football in general. So anything can happen, especially in the playoffs. We, we've that, seen the bye week teams every year, you know, in, in, in each conference. You could even say one slow. takes care of business, the other one doesn't. Yeah. And as it stands, I think that Baltimore has their work cut out for them more than Frisco does with Green Bay. But then again, Baltimore – beat the hell out of San Francisco. And whenever we wanted to say that this team is not ready or, oh, this team's got their work cut out for them, they've only smashed teams. They smashed – or I think the Rams gave a run for their money. But yeah. they smashed – not even pulling it up now to go see. You can look at their regular season. They took care of business with backups. Yep. I'm right there with so, you. So if one were to hold and one were to fold – don't be surprised if San Francisco, like, pretty much don't bet the house on San Francisco. Yeah. Right. I'm here for it as well. Wouldn't advise betting the house on it. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. If that happen, then it's really, you know. I wouldn't bet on them, but it is set up for, on paper, for them to just kind of steamroll their way to the Super Bowl and then, you know, wrap it up and. But then again, Kyle Shanahan also was the offensive mastermind behind one of the greatest collapses in Super Bowl history. So, you know. So, yeah, man, we, we've got some good stuff to sink our teeth into this weekend. we got the 13 seconds rematch. Yeah. I don't know if we have any snowstorms on, on tap for this weekend, but, that's you know, let's play off football. Yeah, thanks. This is, this is what we're ready for, so. With that, bro, I, I think we uh I think we run the bases, man. Yeah.
No, that was good. That was good. It's been a long time. Yeah, no, it feels good to stretch the legs. It does. It does. It definitely does. I'm about I'm to tap joy ride. You know what I mean? I'm about to tap into the Celtics Spurs game. I don't think Chris Stapps is playing, but Webby is, so let's go. Yeah. That's that's appointment. That's appointment TV. Kyrie and Tim Hardaway about to get the Lakers fits today. I already know. All yeah, right. probably. Probably. They're, they're coming into crypto and giving us 60 combined. I know. Yeah. All right. Dude. Waiting on the trade. <laughs> Waiting on the trade. Hey. Hey. We'll see it. We'll see what happens, man. Yeah, man. Thank you for listening, as always. And uh, make sure that you are tapped in to the feed wherever you listen more importantly we appreciate you for listening thank you for supporting the show don't be a don't be a ghost listener let us know let us know your feedback let us know engage with us on socials there's a comment tell us what part you agree disagree with i welcome the debate me too takes two to tango yes sir we're gonna wrap this one up folks we'll be back to you very shortly that is a bet and uh till next time